Thank you. They say when you applause before the speakers speak, that's an act of faith. <laughs> and when you continue to do that during his preaching, that's an act of hope. <laughs> and after he has finished, if you still applause, that's an act of charity. <laughs> so good, Dean, for opening this uh, place for us to minister. Greetings from Malaysia. I don't know how many of you have been to Malaysia, but uh, uh, it's good to be here. As uh, Dean mentioned, I'm here because uh, my daughter and her family has relocated to Perth, and uh, she works in a Midlands hospital there as a doctor. So we came because we, we didn't miss her, we miss our grandchildren. <laughs> and so uh, we got a lot to catch up. So this morning, let me straight go to the Word of God. And uh, I like to entitle it, The Other Side. And uh, this is something that the Lord has uh, done in our life. And uh, I thought of sharing that with you. Because uh, Jesus said, Let's go to the other side. In fact, if you look into the Gospel of Mark, I, I, some years ago I did a series on the Gospel of Mark, and the encounter of the Lord with certain individual, I came away amazed at the supernatural miracles that Jesus did. And there are actually four crossings in the first eight chapter of Mark. The first one is when Jesus said to the disciples, let's go over to the other side. Now, I wonder how many of you have been to Israel. Uh, I've taken teams to Israel, I think, for seven times now. And uh, normally, the, the, the guide would take us to the Sea of Galilee, where you find that most of Jesus' ministry, three years' ministry, is spent around Galilee. It's towards the end he went to Jerusalem to, be, to face a cross, but most of the time uh, he spent his time there. The multiplication of the five loaves and two fish, the feeding of the multitude, the calling of Peter and Andrew all happened around this region. And now this is a Jewish uh, uh, region, and usually in one of those holy trips, they would take us on a boat out to the Sea of Galilee. And, uh, and uh, the Sea of Galilee is 13 miles by 8 miles wide. And so it's not actually a sea. It's a lake. It's a big lake. And uh, they call it by different names, Gesseret and, and Sea of Galilee. And usually, in the context of what I'm going to share in Mark Gospel, Jesus said to the disciples, let's go to the other side. Now, this side is usually the Jewish side. Now, this side is very alien to the Jewish people because the moment they cross over to the other side is where they rear pigs. Now, the Jews and pigs do not get together. I come from Malaysia. We know that. Uh, uh, they don't get together. And so the moment you cross over to the other side is the Gentile side. And so this morning... Let me begin with the first encounter, and that is the other side of the storm. 
Why am I sharing this? Because every time the Lord impresses upon our heart to go to the other side, the other side will always have questions, number one. The other side will always have challenges, number two. The other sides will always have encounter that we normally do not experience on this side. The other side will reveal to us the conditions of our heart. As in the case of this miracle, when Jesus said, let's go over to the other side, they got into the boat and he went to sleep. They said that sleeping shows the humanity of Jesus' side. He was tired. And, and they encounter a storm, we read. And you find the gospel writers all wrote about this account. And it is fascinating because in Mark's gospel, Mark picked up a voice when they were in the midst of facing a storm that they have never encountered. One of them shouted out, Lord, don't you care we perish? Actually, I was wrong. He didn't say Lord. He said Rabbi. And then in Matthew, Matthew also wrote about this account and said, Lord, save us. We are drowning. That's an a request that's a prayer of supplication lord save us we are drowning and jesus apparently was asleep on the other side but luke luke picked up a voice and said master master we are drowning but in mark's account rabbi teacher don't you care now the question is which one is correct? All the three, because all shouted at the same time. <laughs> Except that Mark pick up something, is a voice of accusation. Don't you care? And many scholars probably attribute that to Judas Iscariot. While Matthew said, Lord, Luke said, Master, he said, in the mind of Judas Iscariot, Jesus was never a lord or a master. He was just a good teacher. So when things don't fall into place, there's always that voice of accusation. The other side will also reveal our fears. Jesus walked up from the sleep and said, you of little faith, why are you so afraid? He got up and rebuked the winds and the wave, and he was calmly, completely stopped, uh, calm. In another translation, if you read, they were terrified when Jesus did that. So when we go over to the other side, you will see a revelation of God that you won't see on this side. They saw that just more than just healing the sick, they found that the elements are also subjected and in authority to the Lord. And so sometimes the Lord would have to take us to the other side to experience things that we normally don't experience. Now quickly, second one. Of course, the moment they have crossed over to the other side, they were met with a man that was severely possessed by a demon. A legion, they said. 
And you found that not only this time the storm and the wind obeyed him, even the legion of demons obeyed him. And this can only be revealed on this side. And to cut the long story short, this is recorded for us in Mark chapter 5. And we read that he was naked, he was uncontrollable, and he was violent. And these are characteristics of a demon-possessed person. I don't know about you in Australia here, we do see them a lot in Malaysia. When they are possessed, you find they are uncontrollable. And one of the things that, that a demon will take over you is that there is no shame. He doesn't know what it means to walk around naked. But the moment the demons left him, he realized dignity. He clothed himself. He was able to sit for the first time in his life. And he was able to speak. He says, Lord, let me come with you. And the Lord says, no. You go and tell them how the Lord has been good to you. So that was a fantastic deliverance. And it becomes a textbook for demon-possessed uh, uh, deliverance in, in many Bible schools. So when you read that, this same character, this same character began to go away and tell the people in the region of Decapolis how much Jesus has done for him and all the people were amazed. Just one man. And if you read Mark chapter 5, after delivering that one man, Jesus went back back to the other side again because the villagers were not pleased that it cost them how many thousand pigs, one legion? Some say thousands of, and I believe, I have a suspicion he's a Chinaman. And this Chinese man lost his investment. Thousands of pigs. And in the Klang city I come from, we are famous for Klang Bakute. How many of you know that, what that means? Oh, that means it's pork stew. It's out of this world. <laughs> Dean, when you come, I'm going to take you there. Oh, it's, it's boy with herbs and, oh, I think let me not continue. I'm getting hungry now. <laughs> pork stew. And... That man lost everything and they told him, please go back to where you come from. You see, not everyone is happy when you go over to the other side. Even though it was a tremendous deliverance and healing, you know, the healing of this demonized man became a talk in that region. And yet, the Lord was asked to go back. And he went back. But the story doesn't end there. That man... That single, all it takes is just one man to testify about the goodness of the Lord. And he went. Then the second time, all right, this is the second crossing of the Lord now. So Jesus left the vicinity of Tyre and went to the region of Decapolis. Decapolis means a city, it's 10 city, a region of 10 city. And the people were overwhelmed and amazed and that he has done everything well. He even made the deaf hear and the mute speak. In the message translation, he said, he has done it all and done it well. Now, in this account, let me quickly say this. 
If you go back and read Mark chapter 7, they brought to him a man that was deaf and cannot speak. Later in Mark chapter 9, they brought to him a blind man. In Mark chapter 2, they brought to him a paralyzed man carried by four. There is a similarity here. Some people need to be brought to the presence of God. I was invited all right, to a church by my friend, and that's how I became a Christian. I was the first Tan generation to come to know the Lord. And today, my whole family, my, my whole family are serving the Lord. All it takes is one to invite. And you can see the pattern. They brought the blind man, they brought the deaf man, and they brought the cripple to the Lord. And coming back to this miracle here, I don't know about Dean. I've never done that, even though I've been in ministry for a long time. They brought the deaf and the dumb to him. You know what Jesus did? He spat. Oh, sorry. I hope you didn't get you. This is not the only time he spat. Actually, he spat three times to heal people. Later, in a few minutes, I will go to the blind man. He spat again. And then in John chapter 9, he spit again. And you find that uh, for all the faith that I have gathered and mastered all over the years, I've never come to a stage where I feel inspired to speak. <laughs> because the, the, Dean, have you done that before? Oh, okay. So we are in the same boat now. The reason why I've hesitated to do that is when you speak, if they heal, it's okay. Now, what if they don't get healed? You get a baptism back to you with interest, they say. With interest. So I've never done that. And then if you look into the miracle, uh, in the miracle of the deaf, and, and Jesus put his two finger into the ear and spat at him. There was once a a church service like this. So a man came out asking for prayer. And this pastor is charismatic and, and he says, you know, oh, what, what can I do for you? So the man standing in front says, you know, pastor, would you pray for me because, you know, for my hearing? So he did the same thing. He put his two finger without asking any further. He put the two finger into the ear and says, be healed. And then he lived up. Can you hear now? The, 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 the man looked puzzled at the pastor. He says, uh, actually, pastor, I'm talking next Tuesday is my court hearing. <laughs> not, not this. Not. I, I can hear perfectly. <laughs> it's my court hearing this coming Tuesday. Can you pray for me? Again, I've never done that before. I don't know, Dean, have you done that before? I don't know. Because firstly, it's very gross. Gross to put things. You don't know what wax you have inside. 
but but the Lord did that. The Lord did that and said, be open. And another thing I find it very fascinating, which I'm sure Australians don't do, we Malaysians do a lot, because in view of the political situation in Malaysia right now, in view of the economy situation in Malaysia right now, a lot of Malaysians are sighing. <sighs> you know what I'm sighing? <sighs> When a husband don't get to do what you want them to do, the why were? <sighs> when parents, you know, parents sigh all the time when children don't get to do what their children want them to do, and they sigh all the time. And this is the account where Jesus, all right, someone is checking the scripture for me now. That brother is really, is it this? <laughs> Be assured it's there. Go back and read. If I can stir you up to read the scripture, you go back and read. Jesus lifted up his eyes and you wouldn't believe it. He sighed. <sighs> I wonder why the need for him to sigh. <sighs> Probably at the wasted years that this man have gone through. What a waste. Angry because of what this sickness has done to that man. He lifted up his eyes and sighed. And he said, be open. Now all these happened on the other side. All these happened on the other side. And the people concluded, wow, he has done everything well. He has done everything beautiful, even the deaf and the mute. He has done it all and he has done it well. The third crossing, this one, is about the blind man. Now it's very interesting. When they brought the blind man to him, he held the blind man's hand and went for a walk. And he took that man out of the village, out of a village. So there was a walk, there was a talk. I wonder often what they were talking about. He had to lead the blind man for a walk. Probably asked him, how long have you been blind? Probably asked him a lot of personal questions and they went for a walk until he let him out of the village. Again, Jesus has spitting ministry. You know what? I've learned from here. Not everyone, are you ready for this? Not everyone who spit on you is your enemy. Hello. Can I go on one step further? Not everyone who kisses you is your friend. Remember Judas Iscariot. So sometimes in Asian culture, not so much in Malaysia, in Asian culture, when we are disgusted beyond measure, we, we speak. We speak. Jesus spat on that man's eye and put his hand on him and said, do you see? Wow, do you see? On the other side, all this miracle took place on the other side. Thank God he went to the other side. 
Thank God he went to the other side. There are certain things that God can only do for us when we go to the other side. And allow me to share with you some personal testimony and our close. This is the other side of Kotobaro in 2004. It was a church. It was in Kotobaro in an Islamic state where 95% of the people who live in that state are Muslim. Now, those of you who are familiar with, with Malaysia, is not East of Malaysia. It is the first place where when the Japanese came to Malaya, they invaded that place first. They landed first in Kotobaro. And, and, and this is a church where it's a five-story building that we are at. In 2004, the church was on the verge of closing down because they were down to 20 people. And for us, in the West Coast to fly in, it will be at least more than an hour to fly in. By road is 450 kilometers. That will be seven to eight hours to go to the other side. Nobody goes there except Muslims who are born there, but there is in the city 10% population of Chinese and Indian. And so when, when I was asked in 2004, I was already pastoring this church on the West Coast. I was asked to go to the other side. I was debating, Lord, should I not do it or should I not go ahead with it? In obedience, I went and I thank God because, you know, now the church has been restored. We have the church full of people and there is a medical university that is there. You know, that church over the last 15, 20 years have produced hundreds and hundreds of medical doctors and dentists and they are spread all over Malaysia. Amen. And I thank God I went over to the other side because, uh, 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 and, and during the time when we were there, hundreds received baptism and, and uh, it, it's just a wonderful thing to see the work of God restored. You know, I often ask myself, I'm still going there. I fly in every Friday because the weekend is on Friday. And I'm asking Dean, you know, if you come, you know, I'm going to take him to the other side as well, where you, you, you can see the, the Islamic influence in that city. And so we went and, and we thank the Lord. The work is thriving. They have got their own building. And I thank God I obeyed the Lord to go to the other side. It's easy to stay where you are. As I've said earlier, if you remain, you will not be able to see what God can do. The challenges, the miracle, the supernatural, the wonderful things that He can do. And then, in 1996, uh, my wife and I, we were called uh, to plant a church. I was sharing with Dean, just a handful of us, to plant a church, the other side of the city, and uh, this is the building that we bought, uh, sitting on a, a 42,000 square feet of land, five-story building. And this is our congregation uh, 10 years ago, really. This is the latest one I had on, on our congregation. And every time I look at photos like that, I said, Lord, thank you for calling me to the other side. We started with a handful, seven, and today, Look at the, the other side. We have almost a thousand people in our congregation with languages, Chinese, Tamil, Indian. And we thank the Lord 
from in that facility, we have an international school, the government. It's not easy to get a, from a Ministry of Education an international school. We just got one last year. And, and uh, we have an international school. These are part of the secondary students. And uh, 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 this is our kindergarten. Uh, it has become, uh, uh, you know, our theme for this year was inclusive, influential and impactful we don't have privileges like you that can talk to the muslims outrightly we can't so that would take 60 percent of our population away we can't communicate with them evangelize not so much of the evangelism is among the chinese and the indian but in spite of the limitation we open up this school and and, and thank God for the kindergarten <laughs> because 80% of these people that send their children to our school are non-Christian but we teach them how to pray so there are incidents where the five-year-old or the six-year-old go back and when the family gather around the table they straight away dive into their food their child said, Mommy, stop, we need to pray first these are non-Christian family but because the love of their children is great, they submit. <laughs> they pray along. And every concert, we, we get hundreds of them coming. This is the kindergarten and the daycare that we have. And then uh, five years ago, we started a home for the elderly. And I was sharing with Dean, uh, uh, since we started five years ago, we have uh, registered 26 people who are brought in elderly care. We have doctors and nurses who are there. And, and uh, before they, they come to a tail end of their life, we, we, we share with them the gospel. They are non-believers. And five years since we have done that, we have registered 26 conversion. They have gone home to the Lord. My daughter said, Dad, it's funny, the church has a ministry from cradle to the grave from cradle to the grave. And, and this is what we are here for, the church. Sometimes we lose sight of what is important. It's not important to have a big church. Sometimes we get lost in the pursuit of who wants to be the biggest. But he that winneth soul is a wise person. And we, we, we do that and, and, and we thank the Lord. We thank the Lord for this nursing home and it's been run by, uh, there was a medical doctor here, he's a retired medical officer, and this is our legal advisor, he's a lawyer, and, and they run the home, and at any time, we have about 30 residents in, in that place, and we have renovated it wonderfully. All the other side, these are the residents who are there, these are the beds that we have. And then finally, you know, when I came to the cafe, I told Dean, I said, Strange, you know, uncanny. Everything that I see here, we have back in Malaysia. You know, the cafe, and, and we do have a cafe too. And uh, again, it's open to the community. Every day, lunch hour, we have the community coming in to dine. They're already one step into the church because this cafe is in the church, at the side of the church. And I'm sharing all this with you to just challenge you perhaps this morning. What's on the other side? Someone once said this, the longest journey for some people is 18 inches. 
from here to here. Maybe this morning, this is your other side. What we have is so much here, hate knowledge, information, but it is in the heart we get transformation. What we have here is information. What when is revealed in our heart is revelation. And there are certain things that cannot be found on this side. The disciples went along, not by choice, they had to, but when they crossed over to the other side, my, they saw things that they never see on this side. So I challenge you this morning, you know, what's the Lord saying to you? Maybe the other side is not just a location. The other side could be a person that the Lord is impressing upon your heart. The other side, it could be something that the Lord has been stirring your heart to do, but you have not attempted to do it. You have not attempted to do it. Maybe the other side is something that the Lord is saying to your heart. Let's go over to the other side. And they went. Now, I don't promise you that there won't be any storm. There will be storm that shake us like this pandemic. It's the other side of the pandemic. And we begin to see is the other side of the coin sometimes is the other side of a story is the other side that we need the Lord to impress our heart to go shall we pray Lord this morning we are thankful thankful because you are always leading us Lord you want us to have more and we pray that this morning, Spirit of God, whatever that you have registered in the hearts of your people about the other side, Lord, stir us because we know there are certain things that we can only experience when we go over to the other side. Pray that you give us the courage. Pray that you give us the faith. Pray that you will give us the obedience Lord, to know what it means to cross over to the other side. Thank you for such a receptive audience. We pray that the word of God will fall on good soil today. For this we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.